Welcome to Ultra 64. Uh, for the last time, I'm going to explain. This is the podcast where we, we are trying to find 64 things with the word ultra in it, and we're reviewing them and ranking them. Please stop writing me. Why are you Please stop writing. What is, what is so hard to understand about this? We last are. week, we talked about Michelob Ultra Beer, and today we're talking about Ultraman, the Japanese TV show from the 1960s. I don't get what's so hard about this. My, we, are, we are the comprehensive ultra podcast on yes, the internet. Yes, it's, it's ultra easy to understand. Yeah, exactly. It's That's ultra our easy. Uh, I, I don't want to get any more emails asking why I would do something so esoteric. Like what? What? Just, just let's just let's just start the show, just, Steve. Uh, so, I'm Steve Gunley. Yeah, I am uh, ultra ultra excited to be here, Woody Siskowski. And I'm Dan Reese, who's totally always a part of this podcast. Always here. Always here. In our hearts and in our minds. Uh, so for this week's entry, uh, we play, We watched a, a, a TV show. We watched an episode of the TV show Ultraman, mm-hmm. which uh, debuted in 1966 on the Tokyo Broadcast Station. It ran until 1967. Only 39 episodes. But it was a hugely, hugely influential television show. It was. Uh, it, it's earned upwards of 16 billion dollars since well, that's the whole the whole ultraman the whole franchise ultraman franchise since since this started uh pretty impressive because this isn't something very well known in the states at all like uh i no, think i believe i was the only one as, as we've been ever expanding our list of ultra things i was like hey what about ultraman and both steve and dan gave me blank looks and i I'm had like, never you know it, ultraman yeah i had definitely seen the robot before but i'd never heard of it but as we learned he is not a robot ultraman is actually an alien he's right. an alien he kinda... with metal skin and a dur face he's constantly he's, going like he's Dur-. from beyond the 40th galaxy mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the dimension n47 or nebula and again, nebula he, yeah. he did not give us context for where the other galaxies are or like is the 40th area. galaxy like next door to ours or is it like are we number 39 or 41 well i assume or? that we're galaxy number one well, obviously, we're galaxy number classic. one. Yeah. The whole the classic. whole sun revolves around us. You That's know? right. Absolutely. It's when they go intergalactic galaxies, everyone from Earth has those big foam hands. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> we're one. number one <laughs> galaxy number one. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, the premise of this show is that there is uh, Earth is being protected by an elite group called Science Patrol, is that right? Yeah, Science Patrol, who have the amazing feature of wearing suits that very conveniently turn into their, like, Science Patrol outfits. They start as, like, standard suits, and then they pull up their pants and their sleeves, and then they're, like... They have action neckties. Bra- yeah, brown uniforms, but they still have the necktie. And I, like a I little... genuinely love the look of those outfits. Oh, yeah, <laughs> a little communicator, like a alarm button. There was a scene in it where like the alarm on his necktie starts lighting up and yeah. beeping. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the communicate to each other, it's a lot like the the um, communicators on the com badges on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, right. Except they have little antennas that they have to pull up. Yeah, instead of pressing on the very heroic pose, they all pull up their tiny communicator uh, antenna. And that's that's how like you initiate a call because every time he talks, he pulls it up again. Mm -hmm. So like I think when he's done talking, he has to put it back down, then put it back up, then put it back down. So it's like constantly zipping and unzipping your coat. And I was not clear if if Science Patrol Mm. if they were protecting Earth or only Japan. 
Uh, I think they're protecting all of Earth. Well, Japan is internet globally, universally recognized as the place where all intergalactic monsters go before they can attack the rest of Earth. That's it's true. true. I mean, we've had very few kaiju attacks here. Oh, I mean, yeah. besides from uh, Pacific Rim and uh, whatever Matthew Broderick, whatever uh, Matthew Broderick Godzilla, was fighting, which yeah. I bring up a lot. As it turns out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an important every episode movie. of uh, Ultra Sixty Four. You have brought up the Godzilla podcast, and we have Godzilla to keep chiding you about 99. that because again. That is not what this show yeah. is about. We are about finding things with the word ultra in them and talking about them till we have 64. I, uh, uh, okay, anyway. We all are familiar with the format, Steve. I just, I don't know that people are from the emails. I don't know that people get it. They think we're in a Nintendo 64 podcast and I have to keep that explaining. Was just, no, that was just no. a small series of episodes that, that we did. Yeah. And now we're moving on because Ultra Ultra was the original name of the Ultra 64 This content. bit this, just keeps getting fresher and fresher. There's too many more things that we need to find. Anyway, so Science Patrol... They get an alert that there's yeah, a, so we watched, a monster attack. So we watched attack. the first episode yes. of mm. Ultraman, which came out in 1966. Yes. Um, in, on, I don't know, some Japanese network. <laughs> Tokyo Broadcasting Station. TBS. Okay. Got it. They and know it, drama. Yes. <laughs> this was an offshoot of uh, another show called Ultra Q, mm. which I believe is unrelated to Avenue Q. Um, which is, of course, a Broadway musical about puppets. Which is also unrelated to anything Ultra, so we don't talk about it. No, yeah. no. It is banish it from your mind. Yeah. So, um, the premise is, yes, we, we open on a, a fighter pilot mm. um, flying high above the forests of Japan. But not just in a regular airplane, like a super airplane. It's, it's a like, jet airplane. It's, it's, it's a jet, but it's also got downward-facing jets, like a Harrier but I think it's before the invention of the Harrier jet, so it was super futuristic. Nice. And it also, also turns it, into a submarine. And it looks a lot like... Oh, it drops like, a submarine. It drops a submarine, yeah. sorry. Yeah, it looks a lot like uh, the sort of toy that you would have in the bath. Like it would. Be <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be the thing. You would press the button and it would drop the submarine out. He is chasing after two balls. Yes. Two flying balls. There is a red flying ball and a blue flying ball. And we, we should emphasize, these are not like balls of energy or super... These are like plastic balls yeah. attached to strings that he is chasing. This show gets a lot of work out of models. Oh, yeah. I love the model work. I do. I love about it. about 50% model work. I mean, I could see how this is like really high quality model work for this Tele- era of television in Japan. In Japan. Yeah. yeah, I can I can see it. I can see it. But so our hero Hiata gets struck by one of the red balls. The, the red ball the red falls ball. on So first we see we then we cut to a bunch of people out camping um, with the dubbing. I really like, there's a guy just playing a sm- Wonderwall. A small, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I like the imagine that they, you know, they saw somebody in the, you know, when they were doing the U.S., the English dubbing, they had the Japanese cut, and he's just like, he's just strumming a guitar. So they didn't actually write the song for him to sing because they didn't know what the Japanese song was. Right. And so he's literally, his literal English song is, Ah, la, 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 Too vaguely the tune it's the of whole, Yellow Submarine yeah. on a ukulele. It's the, it's the precursor to Shallow by Lady Gaga. <laughs> it's, it's just the whole chorus from that. Uh, and so they see the blue ball mm. comes down and lands in the lake right next to them. And it sort of, la- it looks like a big glowing planet. Sure. Or a small glowing planet, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and they all look at it and are afraid. And then it goes under the water and mm-hmm. kind of sizzles down there. And people stop worrying because yeah. out of sight, <laughs> out of mind. And then we, we see the plane that we saw earlier gets crushed by the red ball. And they both sort of are careening towards Earth. And then they mm. catch on fire in the forest. 
Well, and cut back to to Science Patrol headquarters, it's where the uh, the lady, the one lady that works there, is is really distressed because possibly she's in love with Hayata. It's not clear. I think she probably is. Oh, yeah. By dint of the fact that she's the only woman in the show, and he's the main yeah. character. Yes. So well, flannel, you do the math. Flannel, there was a boy in flannel also who was concerned about Hayata. Yes, movie. who came out of nowhere about fifteen minutes into the episode. There's just a kid yeah. living at Science Patrol. I feel like that's a thing. Didn't like Speed Racer have like a kid sidekick who was just like kind of around? I believe it was his brother, based okay. on my knowledge of the really crappy movie I just I watched. Or maybe it's like yeah, Rick Jones from the Marvel Universe, oh, who's just like yeah. kind of just a spunky teen who's always yeah. there. You know, That's yeah. true. Well, they seem to be willing to just have. I mean, he seemed to work for Science Patrol because yeah. like, you need to stay behind. But at he the base. didn't have an outfit; he just no. had his flannel. Mm-hmm. I think there's a thing in 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 comic books and and in TV shows where they assume that if kids don't see another kid in the show. They, they won't can't. Relate to it. They can't relate. But that's it's fair. Crazy if there's if there's a giant robot alien like who can't relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I see myself in that giant robot alien mm-hmm. and the the subsequent monster that he fights. Um, all right, so Hiata gets struck by the, the red, red ball. ball. He's sort His of plane on crashes. The ground. People it's assume he's dead. Yeah, the rest of Science Patrol assumes he's dead because. Uh, uh, was her name Fuji, the woman? Oh, I, I think they said her name. I think her name is Fuji. And she says, Hayata, Hayata, are you there? Hayata, 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 oh, yeah, 47 about, times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, about two um, minutes of her just calling his name. There definitely was a thing where even though the, the special effects were models on strings, they could mostly just afford the reaction shots. There was a lot of people <laughs> reacting to stuff yeah. that we did not get to see. Oh yeah, it reminded me of that bit in uh, Wet Hot American Summer, like where he's he's saving the campers from the raft, but all we're getting is just a tight shot of Joe Latrulio's face reacting like oh, he did it, he did it! I can't believe it! That's amazing! How is he? Oh my god! Yeah, it's like that. Um, anyway, so we then we cut to Hayata's point of view, and it's kind of this sort of fishbowl fisheye lens of Ultraman. It's a rap first, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. This is the first well, time we see Ultraman. It's a crotch shot. <laughs> yeah. It's like a real deep crotch shot. Yeah. Which is a recurring theme. I mean, I think to make Ultraman look as big as possible, they definitely film him from below. Mm. They, they make him look real big. <laughs> and oh, his yeah. final, yeah. Big height-wise, big otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Big in all his body parts. Talk about Ultra. Yeah. Because that, um, that's what we do here. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about Ultra. Yeah. Again, um, folks, please stop, stop with the email. Writing me. Um, and he apologized. He apologizes mm. to Hayata. He says he just came from N47 mm. chasing after someone. The monster. Did the they, monster. I don't think they gave we a name to the, the monster's monster. name later, but it doesn't matter. Okay. I don't remember. So he was chasing after this blue ball in his red ball. Uh-huh. Um, As one does. And then he crashed and is apologizing to Hayata. And he says, in order to make it up to him, he will give him his life. Like this mystical tube yes. that sort of sits on the, Hayata's neck. The beta capsule. Beta, beta capsule, yeah. I don't know who got the alpha capsule, but I assume Ultraman has it still, right? I don't know. Maybe it's like it. friendship bracelets. Oh, that's yeah, okay, I yeah, like that. Yeah. And so then they become bonded, and whenever Hayata holds up this capsule, he will switch bodies with them. he will become Ultraman. Mm-hmm. Like it's his Shazam, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, okay, imagine so. imagine like applying this to the real world. It's like, okay, th- this for Ultraman is the equivalent of like bumping into someone or stepping on his foot because he's a giant monster and he bumped into a guy's plane. You That's know? true. So it's we like, see him crush someone's house right. like 10 minutes later. Yeah, so I mean, this is like a very minor thing. So imagine like this is kind of like bumping into somebody at the grocery store and then saying, oh, I'm so sorry. Here, have my house. 
here, or, or marry be, my wife. Become me. Yeah, become we are going me. to bond into one person. Now. Have my ID and my credit cards. Have fun out there. Yeah, I mean, so he's really overcompensating for a very simple little. Oops, my bad. But I mean, I yeah, guess because Hayata, Hayata should just be a bug done. compared to yeah, Ultraman. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, maybe that just shows like how big of a heart Ultraman that's has. True. That it's he's, true. He cares for us, little folk. And why is Ultraman? I mean, Ultraman's ball slash spaceship seemed about the same size, if not smaller, than Hayata's ship. Yeah, that's um, true. Because when it landed, it like hit it on the nose yeah. of his ship and like sent. But Ultraman himself is very large. Very I large. I don't get the impression that he grows or shrinks. I just get the impression that he himself is very large. Oh, I definitely mm. got the impression that. Well, because like I guess we need to distinguish between Alpha version of. Uh, oh, like did he have to lessen versions... his powers to bond with Hayata? Well, because mm. when Hayata becomes Ultraman, he turns from a normal-sized human being into, I don't know, like a three-story tall That's true. Uh, robot alien. Mm. So I, 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 it's not really clear. Size, yeah, un- size is fortunately, a Fortunately, they never show us the actual transformation. No. Basically, Hayata raises... Okay, so wait, we'll get back to this. Yeah, we'll get back to that. So, um, yeah. So uh, ne- right the- now, they're looking for Hayata. They, everyone assumes he's dead. They find his wreckage burning, and so they just assume he's where dead. This is where the kid runs up and says, Hayata's not dead, is he? And yeah. they say, well, we haven't found his body, so he's probably okay. Like, not, it's probably that's how, incinerated that's how it works, in there. Right? Yeah. We can't get close enough to the raging inferno that was once his spaceship, but he's probably fine. Yeah. And so um, they hunt all night for him, and then um, there but is. But they a... couldn't afford to, s- to set the cameras up as a day for night, so we don't see any of the night action. No, it just no. cuts from day to day, and they have to tell us that it's been all night. And then there's sort of a steam coming out of the lake, mm-hmm. and um, that's a good effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we, then we see a a monster rise from the lake who. I don't know. I mean, he kind of looks like Godzilla. I think like he looks very, like he looks like Godzilla with like a '90s ska haircut. Yeah, <laughs> and a very floppy tongue. Very which floppy I, which tongue. I really enjoy. And very googly eyes. And his eyes were super googly. They were pointed the wrong. Yeah, way. it was all great. <laughs> and sometimes, like they'll zoom in on him just while he just sits there blinking. Like yeah. they, they animated like the blinking on there. He's hands. a very very non-threatening monster. Very, he never very... seems to be causing any kind of havoc. And it definitely had a Godzilla esque. Call mm. like it had the screech of Godzilla. Yeah, he, it's true. He doesn't and the really nuclear fire. He doesn't mess with anybody until they start shooting their lightning. Yeah. Guns so at as him. soon as he comes up, Science Patrol, you know, gets all the campers, runs them away, mm. um, and then starts shooting their lightning guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which come out of nowhere and just shoot a like blue bolt, which is was really cool. We all enjoyed the lightning. Yeah. Gun. No, I like the I like the blue bolt. Uh, and then the big monster who we've already forgotten the name of. Yeah. Uh, goes back under the lake. Right. Yeah. And so this is where they need to bring in the uh, Bodama sub that that comes yeah. in. They drop it from the F sixteen. Yeah, so she gets the S sixteen. Sorry, she gets a call um, at at headquarters um, from Hayata. Mm-hmm. Oh right, it yeah. Says you need to bring in the S sixteen. Um, and you know the science patrol is out there. Says wait, we didn't call you. And she says, oh, it was from Hayata. And they go, Hayata's alive. And no, no, they go. You must have heard a ghost. Oh, you oh right, silly, yeah, they, impetuous. That's right. Woman. They do make a joke about how, like, oh, uh, oh, she's a woman. You don't know what's going through her head. Oh, it's women are hard to understand. Girl. Hard to understand. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is funny that they're. Um, I'm assuming their coworker slash friend, who they probably worked with for a while. They're all assuming just died, and they crack a joke about, oh, you just heard a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's pretty brutal. Grief takes many strange forms. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then we do see Hayata sort of driving up in a, in a boat, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, um, they drop a little submarine in the lake for him from the ship. 
he gets in the submarine and goes underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a sort of big missile barrage at this monster. Yeah. He's shooting well, from the sub. I think they specifically say like go stealth mode and don't don't try and uh, antagonize oh, yeah. him or something. And then he shoots three missiles immediately. <laughs> like, like immediately. Like yeah. there's a, it's almost comically fast how quickly it's like they're like hold off, don't attack until we're been positioned. Pow 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 pow. <laughs> and of course the uh, the monster gets angry and starts would. lashing out and yeah. breathing blue fire. And, and uh, just picks like he just grabs the submarine, the S sixteen, in his mm-hmm. mouth like it's 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 nothing to him. Yeah, so he's chewing on it's it. It's The way of kaiju's. He spits it out, and then Hayata is once again trapped inside burning wreckage, he's bleeding from his head. Things look bad yet again. But this time he has the beta capsule, which I assume is a suppository, <laughs> and it turns him into Ultraman. And we get to finally see Ultraman. He expands. Well, so bursts yeah, out of the sub. The cut, which I don't know, it's Hayata kind of just disappears. He holds. It, he's sort of holding it up, and then he just disappears. Mm. And you see Ultraman flying down from space. No, he was. I, I read it oh, as he was okay. flying up. I read it as like he was taking over the space that oh, Hayato was occupying. Okay. And then, like, he had his fist up in the air and he just grew, and then he was able to fight. It, it really is ambiguous it's what's a going unclear. on. I, I, it could very well be that he's calling in Ultraman mm. as, like, artillery support, but I thought it seemed like he was transforming. It into definitely. Ultraman. The story seems to imply that he should transform in Ultraman, but I don't think the special effects no. imply that. I really wanted to see the transition of, like, uh, that scene in Rikio where the guy's mm. muscles just start, like, expanding and he becomes this huge, giant, muscly guy. Oh, God, I love that movie. We should change the show, the format of the show, to be about just, like, anything starting with Ricky. So we can watch that. And then we can watch, like, the, uh, the Ricky and Lucy a, hour. Yeah, we can play uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Sure, yeah, um, absolutely. We can, we can watch Ricky Tiki Tavi, the animated series. Yeah, absolutely. Wasn't that based on a book, a kid's book? It was based on yeah. a book by Rudyard Kipling. Uh, what, what am I thinking of? Wait, no, that is what I'm thinking of. The know. kid was, with the really long name? Was the, uh, oh, no, I don't know what you're thinking of. You're talking about Tiki Tiki Tembo, oh. No Rimbo, yeah. Terry Rary, Ruchi, Pit Perry, Pembo. Holy I, shit, I, I was talking about, about that. that. <laughs> Which Ricky Tiki Tavi is not involved. No, no, wow. no, no. no. Okay. Ricky Tiki Tavi is a completely different character from okay. Tiki Tiki Tembo, No Rimbo, Terry Rary, Ruchi, Pit Perry, Pembo. Okay, so we should change the format to be about things that rhyme with Ricky, so we can talk about that book, too. Or we could rhyme with Tiki Tiki Tempo, Nosa Rimbo, Cherry Berry, Ruchi, Pip Perry, Pembo. It's up to you. Let's do that one. Let's <laughs> whatever, do that one. I'm, I'm up for the challenge. Um, all right, so Ultraman and uh, Smash Mouth Godzilla are finally starting to fight. Uh, and it's a pretty good fight. It's a very pro wrestling kind of fight. Lots of uh, elbow yeah, drops, a lot, of a lot, a lot of straddling from mm-hmm. behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. yeah, which is rough because it's a spiny lizard. I know. <laughs> you felt bad for uh, for Ultraman having to lay on that in his. Very what skin What do you guys suit. think of the Ultraman design? Like, does he? He looks kind of goofy to me. He I don't know. Looks a lot more like a guy in in shit silver spandex than he does like a robot alien but he's not there's no indication that ultraman is a robot dan you're he's assuming silver <laughs> he, he's he's an alien he's just a giant he's silver just a alien. Giant. we did watch the we did watch the the like teaser trailer for the netflix version which comes out today people it's folks. landing today which is april 1st for I, I don't know why that that feels important to mention, but it's April first, and I think that's a great day for Ultraman to come out. Yeah, and it's a great day for this episode to come out. He's frankly. super robotic in that. <laughs> All right, fair. Yeah. yeah, it does. 
it does kind of that seems like more of like a person is putting on like a giant suit of That's armor true. to become him. That, that, yeah. that, so Ultraman, there's been tons of different Ultraman reboots and series through the years, mm. which none of them have really caught in in the United States. We, we had a but, Super NES game come out here, yeah. like that only came out. It didn't come out in Japan. Well, really? Yeah, but You're... it was a it was a really it was like a famously terrible fighting yes. game for the Super NES. Uh, there is also an Ultraman uh, Nintendo 64 game. There is, which yeah. Which we may or may not play at some point. Yeah, um, if we ever get back to that. Where, uh, Do you guys even have, like, uh, Ultra 64 lying around? Uh, or, or Nintendo 64? Yeah, right yeah. I think Wait, so we'll get to somewhere. it eventually. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that interested. Where in you those. can, it's like, I don't know, based on my very brief Wikipedia research, you can insert a Game Boy cartridge to generate a character Whoa. like the Monster Rancher games did for inserting your own CDs. See, so, like, any Game Boy cartridge will generate a different character, which seems pretty cool. That sounds cool. way better than uh, what we got with that crappy fight. <laughs> Uh, of crappy fighting, fighting. Ultraman, yeah, fighting. And, the Ultraman and the monster around on the ground. How does he finally defeat him? He just lays him on the ground and is punching him in the yeah. back of the head. Yeah. yeah. Well, that'll do it. That's true. He doesn't fight with well, much class. There's no sense of this like, is dirty barroom brawling. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's really like like bloody fists. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's a rough situation. He ends up throwing him in the water, and you see more of that burbly, gurgly stuff coming out of the water, and then it turns back into a red ball. So he only beat him up to the point where he wanted to flee, mm-hmm. and then he busts out his final power. He, cro- he crosses his arms, mm-hmm. and this sort of blue particle laser shoots out, mm-hmm. and you wonder, why didn't he use this from before? The Clearly the most effective attack that he had. Because yeah. it blows up the monster ship. Yeah. Um, there's also some wonderful cuts during this fight of like little trailers and tiny yeah. houses below them that little they step models, on. Yeah, yeah, just getting stepped and on. And it's, it's not great. one of these things where they're like the only the villain steps on the houses. No, no, Ultraman is also stepping on people's houses. Oh, absolutely. They never make comment about like, sorry folks. He is killing people straight He's, up. Yeah, just, like, it's just <laughs> the worst. So Ultraman is victorious and he flies off into the sky and the rest of the science patrol is just watching and they're amazed. And then a few minutes later, Hayata comes running out from like behind some cliffs and uh, he's he's playing real dumb. He's just like, oh, what happened? Was there a giant man from space that came down and fought things? And uh, Did he tell his two friends, don't tell anybody, but it was me? I don't think so. I don't recall that. Okay. No, I don't think he, he revealed that he had any connection. One of them says, you seem to know all the answers. And he said, no, I don't. And he said, okay. <laughs> but uh, then he also like quickly contradicts himself and says, like, oh, yeah, no, I met that guy. He saved me from my plane crash. That's right. And like, then he says, well, what's, does the spaceman have a name? And he says, he has no name. Even though he knows that he does have a name. And then the other guy says, well, he must have a name. Mm-hmm. And then he says, well, let me think about it. Oh, I've got it. <laughs> How about Ultraman? And what a sleaze. Says, I think that's ultra good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I missed that line. <laughs> I missed so that good. line. Oh, Perfect. man. But yeah, he uh, uh, he's just straight up plagiarizing. He's just taking credit. He's like, all right, this is his name, yeah. but no one knows that, so I'm going to pretend oh, I invented yes, this. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so yeah, he's just taking it, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and then he flies off into the back to the space patrol or science patrol. Yeah, they all go back to science patrol. We wait for our next adventure. Oh, there's also a wonderful moment, at least in the the video we watched, where during the fight... They just forgot that they were dubbing. And so the science yes. patrol, they keep cutting back to them and talking, but it's just in Japanese again. Yeah, they totally forgot the dubbing during the fight. Yeah, it's great. This may be just on the, the because we watched it on YouTube. Yeah. If you find it in another format, they may have done it a little bit more professionally. But 
Yeah, if you watch it the way we watched it, there is about 45 seconds where they forget that they were trying to dub it into English. Yeah. The yeah. dubbing overall in this was pretty good. It I wasn't have a, bad. You know, it wasn't bad. I'd like to go on record right now. I have a real fondness for dubbing. Whenever there's an option between watching something subtitled or dubbed, mm-hmm. I will always choose dubbed. Do you yeah. find it more immersive? Um, yes, I definitely find it more immersive because I get distracted by subtitles in general. Um, but it's also, whether it's, yeah, good dubbing is more immersive and bad dubbing is more fun. Mm. So you really can't go wrong. And it adds a lot of, like, weird, unique elements to it where things sort of get translated in weird ways, like the singing of the just la-la-la and stuff, or just where it was clear to the dubbers that there was no script for this area, and so they just have to make up some Mm -hmm. weird thing. The best thing is, um dubbing of crowd scenes oh, and just chatter yeah. where yeah. they're like okay you guys have to mimic like some people talking in the background so just talk about whatever um one of the best movies i've ever seen with this was called tears of the black tiger oh yeah, and yeah it just yeah. has super bizarre like conversations going on in the background of people talking about like their favorite kind of cows yeah. or something <laughs> like that because you're just like oh, i don't know talk about something sure and so i don't know i i, I i'm a big fan of dubbing i, I, I like it i, too. I know I like that it. many Hardcore anime fans would have big issue with that, but I will always prefer. I mean, I'm, I'm not a hardcore anime fan, but maybe I'm just a hipster, and I think that um, I don't know. I, I feel like if you get the, even if you don't understand the language, the the like performance of these actors has a lot to do with how they're emoting in their native language. And yeah. If you don't yeah. hear that, uh, you're just hearing some some person in a studio speaking a whole different language no i I get that i think that mostly though um i think that things that most things that include dubbing i think are things that are more sort of plot focused i don't think that there's a lot of uh you know super uh, there's not a ton of like art films that include dubbing yeah i guess I, i tried to watch crouching tiger hidden dragon once with the english language dubbing and it was really not Oh. It made okay. it less fun. With live action silly. movies, I try to avoid it. I think I did watch the dubbed version of Old Boy, and it was quite good. Um, like the, the acting in that was quite good. So um, that's that's the one weird exception I'll say. Uh, well, do you guys have anything else to say about Ultraman, or should we move on to our rankings? Uh, no, I just uh, I it. Uh... It was kind of exactly what I expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more or less. I, I like big monsters. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's go through. We'll we'll refresh everybody yeah, what so, our top and bottom yeah. uh, things on our list are. As you know, every every week we rank um, the the thing that's ultra that we're talking about Absolutely. this week. Um, and we're on our way to sixty four. How many are on our list so far, Steve? Uh, there's like seventeen, eighteen, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Yeah. So uh, right now, my number one item on here is. Uh, uh, Michelob Ultra, uh, just because it's a it's a nice, crisp, refreshing beer. Nice. Um, and my very bottom one is Istanbul Translators because of just the sheer number of emails I got from that. People very confused. The word Ultra is in there, folks. I can't make exceptions. I had to find someone in Istanbul who works as a translator, and I had to interview him. And it turns out he did not really get what we were trying to do here. So it made for some uncomfortable listening. But I will say one of our favorite, my favorite episodes is when we did uh, the we talked about Ultimate Warrior. You know. <laughs> the, the you know we imagined a world where the the WWF wrestler wrestling legend Ultimate Warrior had his name misspelled and I, I think this is the closest we've ever come to like coming to blows yeah. like like that Big was a very heated I would I would encourage you go back a couple episodes listen to that one and uh, tell your friends about that one so too. where where is this uh, where is this one going on your list Ultraman, Ultraman. for me I think uh, I I don't. 
I think I like it just a little less than Ultra, the Konami imprint of NES okay. games where they had like Metal Gear and Teenage Mutant so Ninja you're, Turtles. So you're putting it in number 12. I'm putting it in number 12. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's not a bad place. No, no, not at all. I think I liked it a little more than you do. Mm-hmm. I'm just a fan mm-hmm. for like all the goofy model work. So it's actually going pretty high for me. I'm going to put it at number four, mm. which is right under uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun. But right over Pokemon Ultra Moon. Man, fuck Pokemon Ultra Moon. No, I know. It was a significant step down. Worst day of my life. (laughs) And um, just a refresher, the top of my list is um, the government conspiracy MK Ultra. Oh, yeah. In which Mm -hmm. they tried to use LSD to awaken people's psychic abilities. Yeah. Um, That worked really well for you. Yeah, Yeah, no, it did. Those psychic abilities have have been going going strong for me for a while. Tetsuo! Yeah, Tetsuo! Um, And so that's still at the top of my list. All right, all right. And what about, what about you, Dan? You have... uh, well, I I, um, I didn't commit to the bit enough to come up with a top and a bottom. <laughs> well, this uh, is your chance. For, uh, what do you mean commit favorite... to the bit? You <laughs> uh, bit? We've done 16 episodes of this, Dan. You should have committed by now. Get it together. So, Well, I guess at the you bottom ultra for me out of here. would be the color ultraviolet because I can't see it. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah, no, right. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> Or the movie Ultraviolet, um, which you shouldn't see, but we'll it, get to that episode. You keep later. referring to this movie that I've never heard of. Uh, well, that that's we're gonna be. It's okay. a couple we'll episodes down we'll the pike, there. Dan. So yeah, get ready. Apparently, it's a favorite of Neil Breen's. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would put this movie just um, or this TV show, Ultraman. This tel- is this television show. It's so Ultraman. cinematic. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, just uh, just below Ultrama Four, the Quest of the Avatar. And that's mostly just because of the nostalgic, nostalgic attachment I have for playing that game on the, the Apple II so long, so long. And to be clear, that's not a misspelling. Uh, Dan just has a speech impediment. So just don't bring don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. We don't want to hear it. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, please, please just think before you write. Yeah, write us um, some letters suggesting more things to cover with Ultra in their name. Don't write us more letters yeah. asking about the premise. If you don't have anything constructive to add, we've already heard all the stuff about the premise. Okay, we get it. We get it, but you know, just help us help us get there because honestly, we're running low. We're it's running low. It's surprising how few things have the word ultra in it. <laughs> Join us next week. We're going to be reviewing ultra aluminum fences. Uh, I think it's some of the best aluminum fences you can get. But apparently, you guys have some pretty strong opinions about this, so we're going to hash them out a little bit. Uh, There's been so many requests for this fencing episode. People have been dying to hear the fence episode. Uh, so. Until then, everybody, uh, enjoy the rest of your April and uh, have an ultra great time. Nice. I think this episode was ultra good. Ultra, ultra good.